जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी गिरीवरधारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी गिरीवरधारी यशोदनंदना ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदनंदना ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तेरा बन चारी यमुना तेरा बन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी यशोदनंदना ब्रजजन रंजना
ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನ ರಂಜನ ಯಮುನಾ ತೀರ ಬನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನಾತಿರಚಾರಿ ಜಯೋ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯೋ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಜಯೋ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಶ್ರೀಲಾ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಶಿಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಜಯಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದ ಪರಮಹಂಸ ಪರಿವ್ರಜಕಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಅಷ್ಟೋತ್ತರ ಶತಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎ ಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶಿಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಅನಂತ ಕೋಟಿ ವೈಷ್ಣವ ವೃಂದ ಕಿ ಜಯ ನಾಮಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಶಿಲಾರಿದಾಸ್ ಠಾಕೂರ್ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕಿ ಜಯ ನಿತಾಯ್ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರೇಮಾನಂದೇ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿಬೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿಬೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ದಿ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿಬೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಟು ಹಿಸ್ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಶಿಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾ ಶಿಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत्य नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुधीर ये नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवय भगवतिमश्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीष्टुकृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकीनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम Hare Krishna welcome all of you for today's discussion of Shrimad Bhagavatam uh, we are reading from canto 6 chapter 16 verse number 56 chapter 16 is titled as king chitraketu meets the lord ubhayam smaratah pumsaha prati prasvap pratibodayo अन्वेति अन्वेति व्यति व्यतिरिच्येता ब्रह्मतत्परम् उभयतिरिच्येतापोदयोः अन्वेति व्यतिरिच्येत तज्ञान ब्रह्मतत्पर उभय स्मरत पुंस प्रस्वाप प्रतिबोधयो अन्वेति व्यतिरिच्येत तज्ञान ब्रह्मतर् सॉरी तज्ञान ब्रह्मतत्पर उभय स्मरत पुंस प्रस्वाप प्रतिबोधयो अन्वेतिचेत तज्ञान ब्रह्मतत्पर उभय स्मरत पुंस प्रस्वाप प्रतिबोधयो 
अन्वेति व्यतिरेच्येत तद्ज्ञानं ब्रह्मतत्परम् उभयं स्मरतः कंसः अन्वेति व्यतिरेच्येत Jnanam Brahmatat Param Matajis. Jnanam Brahmatat Param Ubhayam, both types of consciousness, sleep and wakefulness, smarataha, remembering, pumsaha, of the person, prasvapa, of consciousness during sleep, pratibhodayo, and of consciousness. while awake anveti extends through vetirichyeta may react beyond sorry may reach beyond tat that jnanam knowledge brahma the supreme brahman tat that param transcendental translation and purport by his divine grace shila prabhupada shila prabhupada ki jai if one's dreams during sleep are merely subject matters witnessed by the Supersoul, how can the living entity who is different from the Supersoul remember the activities of dreams? The experiences of one person cannot be understood by another. Therefore, the knower of the facts, the living entity who inquires into the incidents manifested in dreams and wakefulness is different from the circumstantial activities. This is a very important line. I'll repeat that again. Therefore, the knower of the facts, the living entity who inquires into the incidents manifested in the dreams and wakefulness is different from the circumstantial activities. That knowing factor is Brahman. In other words, the quality of knowing belongs to the living entities and to the Supreme Soul. Thus, the living entity can also experience the activities of dreams and wakefulness. In both stages, the knower is unchanged, but is qualitatively one with the Supreme Brahman. Purport. In knowledge, the living entity is qualitatively one with the Supreme Brahman. In knowledge, the living entity is qualitatively one with the Supreme Brahman. But the quantity of the Supreme Brahman is not the same as that of the living entity who is part of the Brahman. Because the living entity is Brahman in quality, he can remember the past activities of dreams and also know the present activities of wakefulness. 
ओमतिमिरंध्य ज्ञानाजनशलाखय चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित येन भूतले स्वयं रूपकदाम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुर श्रीयुता पदकमलगुरो वैष्णवाम्च्रीपम सागृजा सह गण रघुनाता सजीव साद्वैत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्य दीराधाकृष्णपदलिताखाता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी प्रि वाचाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधरा श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे योत प्रवेश ममवाचम इं प्रसुक्ता संजीवयतखिलशक्तिधर स्वधाचरणश्रवणगादीन प्राणानमो भगवते पुषा तोभ्यम हरे कृष्णा सो आई सीक द ब्लेसिंग ऑफ ऑल द असेंबल्ड वैष्णवास एंड द आचार्यस on this auspicious day of the beginning of this kartik month uh, whatever i speak is for my own realization and uh, i seek the blessings of all the vaishnavas so that i can speak something to please all of your hearts and and the lord so today's uh, this section is a very interesting section because i was considering um, on this auspicious month of damodar uh, i was thinking the theme of this um, topic is dovetailing our desires into the desires of the acharyas and dovetailing our desires into the desires of krishna um it also is very uh it's also uh, the theme is also uh, about waking up waking up just like bhaktivinoda thakur says jeev jago jeev jago so this is about waking up waking up sleeping souls for because damodar has come So this is what I think is the theme of these this verse. Now, um, 
Junsaka Prabhu yesterday was explaining that Chitraketu is now taking darshana of the Lord. Lord Sankarshan has appeared to him and he's actually taking darshan. Uh, it's a very interesting thing. We also take darshan of the Lord, but uh, here Sankarshana is speaking to Chitraketu. And what is he speaking? He's preaching actually. If you see Lord Sankarshan also is preaching. So this is the eternal activity of the Lord also. He preaches. When he comes, to, comes as Krishna also he preaches. Uh, here Lord Sankarshana is preaching and uh, he's preaching. Uh, we don't know where, we only know that Lord uh, Sankarshan is preaching because Veda Vyasa is preaching to us through Bhagavatam. So therefore we know. Now, this section starts from 53. Actually, if you see, 53, 54, 55, 56, they're all related. Because they're very important and very critical for any spiritual pursuer. I'll just read the last section of 53, 54. The Lord said, All conditions of deep sleep, dreaming and wakefulness are but energies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One should always remember the original creator of these conditions, the Supreme Lord, who is unaffected by them. Now, why is the Lord speaking even these verses? We have to go back to 48 actually, it's because it's quite interesting how the verses are unfolding and how the Lord is reciprocating to the prayers that Chitraketu had prayed. And in 48, Chitraketu had said something very critical. He had said, it is after you perceive the material energy, my Lord, that the senses begin to perceive. I'll read that again. It is after you perceive the material energy, my Lord, that the senses begin to perceive. Yam chetikanam anu chittaya uchakanti. Now why this is interlinked and why this is important is our whole life consists of three states of consciousness. What are they? Every living entity, every jiva has only three states of consciousness in this material world. What are they? Wakefulness, dreaming and, and deep sleep. So therefore this becomes very important. Existence means existing in one of these three consciousnesses. And these are entirely different, being wakeful, going into dream state, and being into deep sleep. The three different state of consciousness, that is what existence means. And therefore, it is very important for a spiritual perceiver to understand what are these states of consciousness and what is my purpose in these states. So that, that's very critical and that, that is why these three or four verses are very connected and that is why Lord Sankarshana is speaking about this and how Chitraketu said, the senses are able to perceive only after you perceive them, my dear Lord. So, it's very deep to understand that perception of the senses, because you see, we see we are seeing. Are we seeing or are the eyes seeing? Who is seeing? We are seeing, then what is the eyes doing? Correct, so we are seeing through the eyes, isn't it? We are seeing through the eyes. So eyes is just a medium through which we are seeing. So we are the seer in one sense. Of course, we are not the seer. So we will see it in today's discussion. So the first state that, uh, that Chitraketu or the Lord had mentioned is the dream state. Dream state means not about dreaming while waking, but really dream state that we are sleeping and then we have different dreams. 
So that's what the state is all about. Because sometimes, or most, I can speak for myself, many times in the wakeful state also we dream. Uh, so this is talking about dream state when we actually go to sleep. We drift into wakefulness and then we drift into sleep uh, dreams and then we go into deep sleep. This is the stage. So, and sometimes when we wake up, we remember certain dreams, but we don't remember some. So it's, it's, it's kind of faded when we wake up also. What, are the, what, what dreams did we see and what dreams did we not see? I remember one day uh, I was supposed to come to Mangalarti. I, uh, I had a bad night because my neighbor had music running all over the night. So in the morning, I don't know when I switched off my alarm, uh, I was dreaming. So I drifted into dream state again after waking up. And in my dream, I, was, I woke up, I took a shower, I was brushing my teeth, I took a shower and I was ready. I was wearing my dhoti and I was entering the temple. But then the alarm rang again, 6.30 a.m. I realized it was 6.30 a.m. So it was all a dream. I was doing Mangalarati in the dreams only. So I was bathing in the dream, brushing in the dream. So everything happened in the dream. So <laughs> it's very interesting. So how, how dream and how mind is so powerful, actually. It, it, it projects a phantasmagoria, a picture inside our own existence. And still we can experience. So many times, we dream that I'm the richest man in the world. So many times, we, we at least dream to become the rich man in the world or to become strong or whatever our desires are there. Oh, I wish I become this, you see? And then sometimes we see them in the dreams, you see? But an intelligent person will inquire, do we have, okay, I'll ask a question. Do we have any control on our dreams or what dreams we see in our sleep? Do we have any control? We absolutely do not have any control on the dreams we, sleep, we see in the sleep. Because if we do, then probably we could have dreamt what we want to dream. Is it not? So if I'll go to sleep today and say, I want to dream specifically being in Gol Gol Goloka Vrindavan. Possibly I'll be dreaming sitting in a pub somewhere or in some Melbourne's, uh, uh, you know, uh, pristine pubs, which they, you don't know what takes my mind somewhere. So an intelligent person might inquire, who controls my dreams? Who orchestrates my dreams? I want to dream something, but it seems that I do not have control in what I dream. So this is what an intelligent person should inquire. And also that the dreams are not coherent. Sometimes uh, it is a mix of so many things. The other day I was saying, I was dreaming about uh, singing in an orchestra and I forgot the, I forgot the lyrics and Gopaprabhu was giving me his phone to remember the lyrics. So in the dream I was, so somehow the devotees come in the dreams also to protect us. So, <laughs> I was not doing any kirtan for, uh, for, your, <laughs> for your information, I was singing some Bollywood songs, <laughs> but there Gopaprabhu also was there. So I remember that dream vividly after I woke up. So, uh, because in my previous years I used to sing uh, in an orchestra and things like that. So, we do not have control in, on the dreams that we perceive. So that's, that's, that's the thing. And we cannot, choose, we cannot choose the dreams that I want to see. And what's interesting is, although in the sleep we are sleeping, we still see we saw a dream. The eyes are closed, we are sleeping, and yet we say we saw a dream. So what was that that was seeing when the eyes were closed? It's quite interesting, isn't it? So we can still see even when we are closing our eyes. So that means we are seeing, so was it the eyes that was seeing? Then what do we see? What see is when we dream. Is it not? We still see something when you close your eyes. So what is that that sees when we dream? 
So th these are some of the contemplations that is very interesting in these verses. So actually, it is not the eyes that sees, it is the mind that sees. Because the eyes are closed in the dreamful state and yet we see. Is it not? When we close our eyes, we still remember. Uh, sometimes I, I, I go to Victoria Market to buy vegetables. In my dreams, sometimes I go and bargain with those vegetable vendors, in my, which is a horrible dream to see, actually. <laughs> it's for a devotee. But sometimes I, I, I feel I'm dragging some vegetables from the Victoria Market and dumping in my car because if it's a hectic day, if it's been very hectic, those sort of dreams come in our mind. Why? Because they stay as hard impressions in the mind. And then they, they, they get replayed. And they, they get mishmashed also. They get, so, it is the mind which sees the dreams. Then the question should be asked, is it really the mind which sees the dreams? Because Krishna says, among the senses, I am the mind. Krishna says, I am the mind. So, is it me who is seeing the dream or is it Krishna who is orchestrating those dreams? So, it's a very interesting state, the dream state. And this state, dreamful state, is a state where Practically my body is not moving and yet the body is getting affected. You see sometimes we are running in the dream, my body is sweating, my heart's pumping too fast, I'm not running, I'm just sleeping, lying down, but still my heart's pumping too fast. Why is that? Because the mind has such a powerful impact on the body. So despite not working, not physically working, the body can still be active, I can be sweating, uh, I can experience hallucinations, I can be afraid, I can be laughing. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, my son Krishna, he, he has a problem sometimes, you know, some, uh, many times when he was young, he will just get up and walk towards the door and he'll be pushing the door and sometimes we have to wake up and see he's at the door. So he's walking in the dream. So people walk in the dreams also. You, you've heard that? So people walk in dreams and they're not, they're completely not aware of it. They're not aware that they've been walking. So it's quite an interesting state, actually, dreamful state. So the, the Acharyas have tried to analyze these states. I started with the dream state, let's go to the actual dream state which is called wakeful state. Now in wakeful state, we say we are awake, is it not? Why do we say we are awake? Yes? Because the eyes are open, okay? Some people also sleep keeping their eyes open, have you seen them? <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Okay, there is a consistency. Say that again. You're conscious of you're conscious of your surroundings. Okay, that's also right. You've woken up from the sleep, so therefore it distinguishes that it's a wakeful state. Interesting. How many times we are awake and yet we have ignored so many things around us? How many times I might walk right into Prabhuji, but I might not see him? Have you experienced that sometimes? Because let's say, uh, something very important has come upon and you have to act on it. And your mind is meditating on something very, very critical and important. Right? And sometimes your friend comes in front of you, you've ignored him. I'll give you another example. Um, children watching TV. You watch TV? Okay. Children watching something, YouTube, okay, I should say, be, be very specific. Children watching YouTube, do you watch YouTube? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they don't have TVs these days in, in the houses of devotees, okay. Now, when they are engrossed in watching something, and when the parents are calling them, 
they are awake they are conscious and yet they are not conscious yes or no is it not why so therefore even in a wakeful state there we, we can choose to become conscious or we can choose to become unconscious but yet we are awake is it not there is a distinguishing factor between being awake and being really awake so therefore that is why it becomes very Im important and how many times we have seen a, t a mobile phone taking away our, our attention when you're driving your car i see many people texting while driving on the freeway they'll be driving like this and they'll be doing like this and i'm and i'm sure they'll be texting so what is that that is they're awake but they are not awake they are they are not aware of their surroundings why because something has taken over their mind something is taken over their wakeful state they are engrossed in something and this can happen in a good sense as well which is a very powerful thing because it is exactly this state that we want especially for those who are interested in spiritual benefit because mind is so powerful that whether in the dream state or wakeful state there is a principle and that principle is called as principle of absorption we can get absorbed in something that is true right and that absorption can be an absorption for good or it can be absorption for destruction see that's why um, Bhakti Rasamrit Maharaj says these are weapons of mass distraction. How we can get distracted. Now, the third state, which is a very interesting state, it's called as what? Deep sleep. In the wakeful state and in the dream state, in the wakeful state, we are aware of our body. We wake up and I can say I'm a boy, I'm a man, I'm a human. I'm seeing things around me. I'm perceiving this to be wood, this to be a microphone, this to be a human, and things like that. In the dreamful state, we probably are aware of things around us, but we are not interacting with the gross matter, is it not? We are seeing and talking to people, but actually we are not seeing and talking to people. It's just a mental projection. You, do you agree? Do you agree? When you dream something, Let's say if I'm dreaming, dreaming of eating rasgullas, I'm actually not eating rasgullas, but I'm dreaming and I'm relishing rasgullas in the dream. So it's a subtle state of existence, dream. So in the Samskritam, each of these states have a meaning, have a word. Uh, the, the dream state is called as taijasa. Taijasa means it's a subtle state of existence where our gross existence is switched off and we have gone to a subtle state of existence. But in that subtle state, that definition or identification that I am enjoying is still there. I am still experiencing things and I am aware that I am experiencing things. And that is why when we wake up, I can also relate to certain dreams that I saw. Oh Prabhuji, I saw a very good dream. I saw Srila Prabhupada in my dream. You see, I can remember certain dreams because you still can say, I remembered, I saw them, I saw that in, the, in, the, in my dream. And so do, so do in the wakeful state, correct? But in the next state which is deep sleep which is called as pragna sthiti in this state it's a very interesting state because even scientists even today do not understand the mechanics of deep sleep they think deep sleep is because of certain chemical reactions in the brain and therefore we sleep is it not but if you see trees can sleep for two months or six months when tree, trees hibernate in winter you see the tree in front we we actually chopped off the tree that we had the plum tree probably was it in plum tree so these trees goes goes into hibernation for six months they sleep they don't cook they sleep right and then they come back again in spring so every living entity has a deep sleep state where they, they sleep and when they sleep 
it's a very powerful experience because there are two experiences in this existence of deep sleep. What is that? One existence is I'm completely unaware of my surroundings. And this is what state which the doctors use to do operations on us. They can cut open our tummy and do any repairs in our body. Very powerful, deep sleep, because they can make us unconscious. Unconscious means I'm, I'm not conscious of my body. I'm not conscious of my surroundings. Let's say if I sleep and I keep my tablet next to me and I go to deep sleep, somebody, somebody nicks my tablet, I wouldn't know that he's stolen it, because I'm, I'm unaware. So, when I wake up from deep sleep, was I aware of the deep sleep or not? How many of you think you are not aware? You how many of you think you are not aware of your existence at that time at all? How many of you think you are aware of your existence at all in the deep sleep? And how do you know you are aware of the existence? I read it in Bhagavatam. <laughs> you read it in Bhagavatam. Perfect. Perfect. But what's interesting is, isn't deep sleep very pleasurable? Isn't deep sleep very pleasurable? Don't we have experience of having deep sleep? <laughs> Sorry, it, I'm putting someone to sleep here. <laughs> don't we experience deep sleep? Because when we wake up from deep sleep, don't, what do we say? I had a good sleep, is it not? If we don't go to deep sleep, I will never say I had a good sleep. Therefore, there was certain experience of good sleep and therefore deep sleep is, is pleasurable. Although it is called ignorant, it is ignorant of your existence, it is very pleasurable. Why is it pleasurable? Because the body rested? No, because you are not aware of your body at all. So what was pleasurable? Because in that state, I am not, I am not aware of my body. I am not aware of my body at all. What was pleasurable then? When I say I had a good sleep, what is that good sleep I am talking about? Good? Give rest to my mind. But do you think in deep sleep mind was existing? Because mind ka kaam dream mein band ho jata hai. When you are in dream state, your mind is working. But in deep sleep the mind doesn't work because the mind is not even aware of yourself. If the mind was awake, somebody pinches you or some noises around you, you might wake up. But certain states of deep sleep, you don't even know what's happened around you. So the mind is also not awake. The intelligence is not awake. The body is not awake. None of these three things are awake. So what is awake then? This deep sleep is called a state of pure consciousness where there is absence of the false ego. Therefore, I feel good sleep is pleasurable because I, that I is also absent. That is deep sleep. So therefore, deep sleep is very powerful. And this also is induced by the Lord to say there is a state where you as false ego don't exist, but you exist as pure consciousness alone. Therefore, it's very pleasurable. But the problem is, I am not conscious of that existence. Therefore, it is ignorance. Does it make sense? I am only conscious when I am awake. But in the deep sleep, I am not awake. I am not aware of my pure existence. That I am not this body. But the Lord is giving me that experience. You are not this body. You are not this mind. See, you can experience it every day. You can experience this every day. Therefore, it is very pleasurable when I actually get deep sleep. But think about it. Who cannot do deep sleep? There is something called as this disease. Uh, what is this disease where people don't, they lack sleep? Insomnia. 
people struggle because of insomnia. They take tablets to put them. To, if they don't sleep also, there is a problem. There is a disease, you see. So therefore, the Lord withdraws the potency. Therefore, you can't sleep. So therefore, we have to thank the Lord that this deep sleep is there not to rest the body, but of course to rest the body, but to also realize the state of existence in which there is an absence of me, that false ego me, but I alone exist, that, that I am not this body, I am not this mind, I am not this intelligence, but I exist purely as consciousness. So that is, that is why these three states become very important. And how is this related to our meditation? So what is the deal? The deal is to become wakeful. Not the wakeful state we think of, but to wake to the fact that all these three states are orchestrated by that Supreme Lord. That is what, 53-54, now I'll read the line again. Then all the conditions of deep sleep, dreaming and wakefulness are but energies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One should always remember the original creator of these conditions. So therefore, who puts me into wakeful state? Who put me, puts me into dream state? Who puts me into uh, deep sleep? Let's say somebody says, I don't want to sleep Prabhuji, I'll stay awake for seven days. Is it possible? No. By force we will fall asleep. So much powerful sleep is. Krishna's, Krishna is saying, Sankarshan is saying, I am the one who induces these conditions in the living entities. So that, why? So that they realize that He, Sarva Karana Karanam, He is the reason for everything. So that in the wakeful state, I realize, I am not seeing things, I am not perceiving things, the eyes are not seeing things. Actually, it is Krishna who is making me see things. It is Krishna who is making me hold things. It is Krishna who is translating this to me. Because, let's say, am I seeing? Because without the sun, I can't even see. Without light, I can't see. So therefore, so many factors are there. Okay, what suppose somebody sees, but somebody has to translate those mental images into an understandable format for the brain and mind to understand. Who's doing all of that? Therefore, 55 and 56 is very interesting. 55, Sankarshan says, know me to be the Supreme Brahman through whom the sleeping living entity can understand his dreaming condition and his happiness beyond the activities of the material senses. That is to say, I am the cause of the activities of the sleeping living being. Everything is, the cause is Krishna. And in 56, if Krishna is the one who is experiencing all matter, how does that experience translate into Jiva's experience? That is what they are talking about. If we say everything is experienced by Paramatma, how is that experience coming to me? Very simple. <clears throat> when Narottam was young and when he was learning A for apple, his mother held his hand and allowed him to write on his chalkboard, A. Say Narottam, A for apple. So who is writing on the chalkboard? The mother. But who is getting benefited? The child, is it not? So, Krishna allows us to see in the wakeful state, Krishna allows us to dream in the wakeful state, Krishna allows us to experience deep sleep, He is doing it, it is His energies, it is His potencies, but He is doing it for our sake. He is unaffected by all of these conditions. That A for apple is not for the mother, it is for Narottam, although it is the mother who is orchestrating all of those learnings for the sake of the child. So in this way, what is in it for us? It is that Krishna says, Jeev Jago means to wake to the 
to wake up to the concept that actually all my whole entire state of existence i have to realize i have to wake up to the point that krishna is behind everything it is krishna who is making me realize everything so this is what is called as real wakefulness in the wakeful state i should be aware when i am talking when i am breathing i always think about krishna vasudevam sarvam iti samahatma sudurlabha seeing krishna every time when i am dreaming i don't have any control i cannot choose so therefore before going to sleep the acharyas pray i am going into drifting into dream state oh my dear lord please come in my dreams devotees pray like that is it not therefore krishna may choose to give us his dreams then if somebody drifts into deeply we pray please please my dear lord please orchestrate my deeply so that i can also remember you in deep sleep in fact if you are a practitioner of yoga there is a specific asana in the yoga practice it is called as shava asana in the shava asana they practice called something called as conscious sleeping so uh, if you actually sincerely and severely practice shavasana they don't allow you to sleep drift into deep sleep it is called as conscious you are conscious at all times when you are sleeping and they say if you master shavasana half an hour of shavasana is equal to 6 hours of deep sleep but it is conscious you are conscious you are aware you are not drifting into deep sleep therefore you are constantly in a wakeful state but the purpose of shavasana is to con- to be conscious of what to be conscious of krishna to be conscious of the supreme lord the supreme orchestrator anadir adir govindam the supreme cause of everything which is krishna so that is the whole idea of this so i'll just stop i'll just summarize today is a very auspicious day because we have begun karthik so today is a very auspicious day to become aware not only awake but to become aware that krishna is a person who has come behind it who is who is behind all our interactions in this material world in this wakeful state dreamful state and deep state these three states of existence of course there are two more states of existence which is turiya which is going beyond deep sleep and going beyond turiya state which is witnessing the lord which is what chitraketu state is at this point in time now krishna comes has damodara for what what is the, why does he come and do, do this why does he do these pastimes here in vrindavan to please the vrajvasis and to attract us exactly thank you very much these are the two reasons he comes one is janma karma cha me divyam evam yo vetti tatvatah tyaktva deham punarjanma naiti mameti sorjana he comes for what so that he can attract us to his pastimes and the second thing is he comes to please his devotees why does he come to please his devotees because the devotee's desire is in tune with krishna's desire it is said when narsingadev came and when narsingadev came and he destroyed hiranyakashipu everybody were afraid to go near narsingadev he was so ferocious even lakshmi devi was afraid then you know who who they push they push prahlad maharaj hey tu jana please you go so prahlad maharaj was pushed in the front by all the devatas everybody even lord shiva was pushing prahlad maharaj so you go you go so the prahlad maharaj was not afraid so he went and prahlad when prahlad maharaj went and did his stuti narsingadev put him on his lap and when he put him on his lap prahlad maharaj was looking at him with affection narsingadev and narsingadev thought how wonderful it will be that i also sit on someone's lap and somebody loves me like that then he came as lord rama but the problem was lord rama was a emperor so he will not get personal attention he will have 
daycare facilities. No, because he's a king, there'll be servants <laughs> serving him basically. So therefore he was not happy. He said, I want someone who is very personal. My father and mother doesn't put me in daycare. I want personal attention. So he came as Krishna. And not only that, he comes and he doesn't only expect love, he also expects chastisement. He says, how nice it will be if my mother gets angry on me. Naratam, you think like that? <laughs> but the Lord likes it. The Lord thinks like that. How nice the mother will be angry on me and she chases me with a stick. And so nice when I see my mother is angry on me and chastising. I like to see my parents like that who are very personal with me. The Lord likes it. This is his desire. And not that he's artificial in enacting it. He loves it. And he's really afraid of his mother. And that is what, it's very auspicious today that he's afraid of his mother and he's really afraid of it. Swayam bhayam bhibeti, that who the personified fear is afraid, he himself is afraid, afraid of his mother because that is his desire, that is the rasa he wants to exchange. And that he gets from whom? From none other than Yashwadamai himself. Therefore the Acharyas go to say Mathura Krishna is different. And Vrajavasi Gokula Krishna is different. There is always a fight between Mathuravasis and Vrindavan. So no, your Krishna is different, our Krishna is different. Because there is more, because again Mathura is a kingdom. He's a prince there. Here he is not a prince. He can get chastised also. So therefore, the personal love and personal affection is more in the Vrajavasis. So therefore, today is a very interesting, very auspicious day to understand that that Supreme Lord manifests for us to get attracted towards him. Therefore, he says, Aham bhakta paradheno yasvatantra paradvija sadhubir grasta hridayo bhaktair bhakta janapriyaha. So therefore, Krishna comes. It is not that we only have to become dear to Krishna, but we have to become dear to those who are dear to Krishna. So Krishna says, I am aswatantra. I am, I am not independent. I am actually completely dependent on my devotees because therefore, in the altar we see now, Damodar is afraid of Yashodamai and Damodar is, Krishna is also bound by Yashodamai. So it's very inconceivable for someone who sees God as a controller. So God is a person and God likes also to be controlled because he needs to have these loving exchanges with his devotees. And one has to come to an awareness of this fact that that supreme Brahman is none other than the cowherd Krishna who plays in the Angan in the cowherd shed, in the cow sheds of Rindavana in Nanda Maharaj Palace. So that is what I wanted to share. Thank you everyone and seeking your blessings on this auspicious day. If there are any questions, comments or realizations if somebody wants to share. Yes. Save. So you said like you were telling us the three stages of sleep like this. My question is, when we are like in deep sleep, sometimes we dream like Krishna is instructing us, like we see in the past time of Gopal Bhattu Swami, Lord Krishna came to instruct him. Um, so my question is, if we get Acharyas or Lord Krishna to instruct us in, us, in our dream, so how is that called an, like a dream that is in the mode of ignorance? Say that again, I couldn't get, I, I understood the first part of the question, the second part was? If we like have Lord Krishna instructing us in our dreams or some our gurus instructing us in our dreams, so how can we like take it as a dream in ignorance? Okay. Um, Acharyas see the Supreme Lord in the dreams, like Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Yeah. 
and sometimes we also see guru maharaj instructing us in our dreams how do we understand that that's not in ignorance that's what you mean okay uh, although dreamful state is not a wakeful state if we are seeing the lord if we are seeing our acharyas in the dream then it's actually it's not an ignorant state it's a very heightened state because you are seeing an acharya or a vaishnava in your dream so th this is the perfection of one's consciousness so if somebody has perfected someone's consciousness even in the dream state they are con they are connecting to krishna they are connecting to the acharyas even in a dreamful state where they don't have any absolute control see in a wakeful state i can control my dream i can control my mind to focus on krishna in the dream state i cannot so the whole point of sadhana and prayers is to say even in my dreamful state i should be able to focus on krishna or by krishna's mercy that will happen so if somebody has reached a state therefore you see acharyas when they when they go to sleep their sleep is not like us even in the dreams they are connected to the parampara even in their dreams they are listening to krishna so that is not a dream in ignorance but that is a dream in a very heightened state so their state of consciousness is the same no matter if they are in deep sleep dream state dream state or wakeful state because they are, they are that's why they are called as enlightened beings it makes sense okay yes krishna okay um Krishna Gupta is asking the Damodar pastime happened on a specific day on a Deepavali day why do we celebrate that pastime for the whole month um we celebrate because in this is a very auspicious month it's a whole month and the reason why we celebrate is let the mercy be expanded to the whole month usually anything we do is given uh, when you have a sale happening the sale period is extended so for us to remember the lord the whole month is given to us but we can always remember damodar pastime for the whole year we don't only have to remember him for one month we can remember him for the whole year also this is for us as practitioners give we are given a longer period of time so that we can experience damodar pastime at least for 30 days that is why it's extended for a month that's my understanding i might be wrong on that does it make answer your question does it satisfy you yes okay yes narottam um hari krishna prabhu ji uh, you when uh, mother yashoda had tied krishna around the mortar there was two finger spaces so what are those two fingers represent what do you think i don't know one is endeavor my endeavor and the second one is mercy of krishna those are two that's why they are two finger short yes prabhu ji does it answer narottam okay yes prabhu ji Um, so when we're offering the the lamp, <clears throat> and we have to do concentric circles, you know, four, two, three, seven. Um, is it important to actually keep count of the number of the concentric <coughs> circle, or is it better to just meditate on, I guess, your sincerity to actually offer the candle to Krishna? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are two things. One is a vidhi. Vidhi means a process which is enjoined in Pancharatra, mm -hmm. and in the Pancharatra there are specific. Uh, instructions of how one should do aarti also that's mm. why you have the numbers mm. although they are now very critical the point is not to remember the numbers mm. the point is so that i remember krishna and while doing the aarti so they are not very critical but yet they are critical so 
not to be haphazard about that. But so once you practice doing that four, two, three, and seven, and after a while it comes unconsciously. Mm. So um, the four, two, seven has an inner spiritual meaning also to it. And if you attach some spiritual meaning of why four, why two, why three, why seven, <laughs> so uh, because numerology and spiritualism is very closely connected in the Vedic parlance. Mm. So the four, why we do four is remember the Chaturvyuha incarnations of the Lord like Aniruddha, Pradyumna, Sankarsana and Vasudeva. So there are deeper connotations of why we do four, mm. two, three and seven. But the, the process is there, but it's not that critical in the whole, whole gamut of things. But if we practice it as a process initially, then it comes naturally to us later. So you're suggesting initially just to be conscious of counting the actual... Yeah, yeah, if you're conscious initially mm. and put it into practice, then it becomes a, as a second, uh, as a second nature after a while. Okay. Because it, I'm only saying this because it's enjoined in the scriptures, because it's been given to us by the authorities. If it was not important, then they wouldn't have prescribed us. Mm. So there must be some deeper meaning to it. For example, when we sit like this for meditation, sometimes, mm. you know, they think, why do we have to sit like this? Mm. But there are, like, these two indicate Jiva and Paramatma. When they both unite, you have Jnana, Vairagya, Bhakti automatically coming. So there, are, there is a specific meaning of mudras also. Mm. So everything has a spiritual connotation to it. Mm. But sometimes it becomes too onerous to get into all of that. So they say, okay, just follow the process for now and it, until it becomes a second nature. I see. Makes sense, Prabhuji? Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. But you can say four to the feet, two to the belly, three to the face and seven to the whole body. So then it, it, it takes your focus to the specific form of the Lord when you're doing. Hmm. So you're focusing on the feet for four, four seconds, two seconds on his belly, three seconds on his feet, and seven seconds, and then you can focus on his face all the time when you're doing the seven. So something like that. It's just to increase your meditation. Thank you. Thank you.